0: Welcome in to the DNBR Rams podcast presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Give them a visit. Be sure to mention DNBR and take advantage of their deals. All right, y'all. Hope everybody is staying warm out there. It's about negative 10 degrees as I am recording this. I don't know where this cold front came from, but I am not a fan Good day to watch college hoops all day. The Rams obviously off this weekend. I appreciate Nico Medved so much for hopping on the Rams pod yesterday. Great interview with him. Spent about 15 minutes kind of talking about just one, how deep this league is, but two, you know, where this team can kind of improve to get back in a groove offensively. Talked about being a little bit more picky with their shot selection. I'm interested to see. They've got a huge week coming up. We'll have a ton of content on that. Uh, Air Force Tuesday night, and then a frisky UNLV game for the Orange Out Friday. Need Ram Nation to show up, need Moby to be rocking. For today, I caught up with Tom Moser. Uh, He does a great job hosting at the Top of the Mountain West podcast. Great content on Twitter. Just an unbiased source that loves the Mountain West altogether. He's uh, a guy that really knows hoops at a high level, so it was great to kind of get his perspective on this CSU team. Uh, what's kind of been the difference here over these last couple of losses, why he still thinks you know they're, they're going to be a good team when it's all said and done, but uh, also why you know he's starting to really buy into San Diego State and, and Utah State and some of these other teams in the league as well. Keep an eye out on Monday for my interview with Johnny Venerable of the PHNX Cardinals beat. We kind of dove into Trey McBride's breakout season, so that's another interview I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys. All kinds of CSU content coming your way. We've got recruiting content to dive into. I mean, we never sleep. We never sleep here at DNVR Rams. Real quick, before we get to that interview with Tom Moser, buying tickets should not be a painful experience. It shouldn't be ambiguous or frustrating. You shouldn't get, you know, blindsided with a bunch of fees at the end. And unfortunately, you know, when you're trying to go to sporting events these days, concerts, really anything, you know, live theater, you're just going to get gouged by all these ridiculous fees. And that's why you've got to buy with game time with game time. You can get killer last minute deals, all in prices views from your seat. And you know that the price you see is the price that you get. You're not going to get screwed with a bunch of fees right before you check out no Rams game this weekend, but maybe you want to check out some DU hockey. Maybe you want to get to a nuggets game, you know, with game time, it's the best way to get the best seats uh, with their zone deal, you can pick the section, game time picks the seats, and you save an average of 18%. Also, with the game time guarantee, you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the app, create an account, use the code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply again, create an account, redeem that code DNVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last one of tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And of course, I also want to talk to you guys about The Homies High Plains Strains. They provide top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for all your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrates, and some of the best flower in the state. They have three convenient locations in Northeastern Colorado, Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. If you're in Northeastern Colorado, they are the dispensary for you. Save time by ordering online at highplanestrains.com. Make sure you use that code DNVR in-store or online to take advantage of their deals. And on a snowy, cold weekend like this, never better time to take advantage of their convenient drive throughs at all of their locations. Some of their deals include a full ounce for 80, Veritas 8th 8 for 25, Exquisite Extracts for 4 for 40. Remember to use the code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these High Plains Strains deals. All right, I'm thrilled. We've got a new guest on the DMVR Rams podcast presented by High Plains Strains. Coach Tom Moser, host of Top of the Mountain West podcast. Great to have you on. Uh, it's freezing out here. Hopefully, wherever you are, it is much more pleasant. It's about negative four degrees at the moment. Uh, but, you know, as they say, it's cold outside, but heating up in the arena, we can do some cliches and get into the basketball. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good, Justin. Thanks so much for having me on. Big fan of your work. I've listened to plenty of your pods, uh, not so much during football season, but certainly uh, now basketball-centric ones. Uh, We're not quite in the negative eights here. It's very windy. We have about 20, 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts overnight, stuff blown all over the place. So weather's wild all over, but I guess that's a good time to be, as you said, in the arenas watching some games. So let's talk.
0: Uh, You know, recently you had Eli Becker on the pod, who's a great friend of mine. I've been fortunate to know Eli for close to a decade at this point, which kind of makes me feel old, but that's a whole different discussion. Uh, I I was interested about some of the stuff you guys dove into, and it was kind of a lot of what I wanted to ask you is some of the stuff you asked him, which is essentially, you know, just what's your main takeaway from this two-game losing streak for CSU? Obviously, they have the great start. They're 13-1. and a chance to maybe play their way into the top ten if they were able to pick up a couple wins. Obviously, they lose tough games and in, in hostile environments, but you know, as you said on the pod, they did not play very well in those two games, especially on the offensive end.
1: Well, here, here I have a few few main takeaways. I would say first is the fact that, as we've seen <clears throat> excuse me, the Boise State win at Nevada last night, notwithstanding, it's going to be incredibly difficult to win on the road for any of the top teams in the conference. And one of the reasons and I said this on my pod the other day, you, you, everybody thinks about the home court advantage and they think about, well, you got the, the, the home floor and you're shooting on your own rims and you're sleeping at home and the other team has traveled. But, you know, there's another big factor in there beyond the whistle. And that's the role player factor. And role players play much, much better at home than they play on the road. And let's just take the Colorado State-Boise State game from Tuesday night as an example. Andrew Meadow shoots three of four from behind the line, scores 11 points. Okay, now last night he 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 didn't he was a non-factor. I think he put a bagel up because he's on the road. Whereas look at someone like Joe Palmer, who's had a great start to the season. Most of those games were in Moby, so he's playing at home. It's just a lot easier for those role players to play well at home than it is for them on the road. Second thing I will say is Joel Scott. Um, while his effort has been there, defense and rebounding, he's found it tougher to score offensively in league play now. So that's taking another option away. You have Lake and Strong, who are probably not quite 100% yet. Um, and Isaiah Stevens has looked human. He's looked good. He hasn't looked All-American good. So you combine all those factors. Also, they lost to two very good teams, um, two teams who, if not in the tournament, at least you know right around it, so I don't know if it's time to panic yet, but uh, certainly need to clean up some things, and and hopefully that's what this little week break here is is providing for Medved and his crew.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think with how good the top of the league is, it's going to be pretty common for teams to go 0 and 2. I think Eli said that on the pod too that like all of the top teams will have a 0 and 2 stretch on the road. We'll see. I mean, maybe San Diego State's of the world. You know, I could see them kind of being able to withstand it. But I'm right there with you. I I don't think it's it's reason to panic yet. I I do think there's a lot of concerning trends when you look at the turnovers increasing, three point shooting is down, and that's kind of some of the stuff that Nico talked about. They need to just work for more quality shots, and I I think that makes sense. I one of the things I'd like to see is just I want to see them get to the get to the rim more and and get to the line. I mean, I think they had 11 free-throw attempts against Boise. They've given up 23 free-throw attempts apiece a in each of these two losses. It's It's been a big factor, and they're not hitting their free-throws when they get there either. Well,
1: let's face it. They like to play slightly up-tempo. They're not as fast as some teams, but they play semi-up-tempo. But And I think Nico said this on your show yesterday. Just because you're pushing the ball up the floor doesn't mean you need to shoot the ball fast, right? And, and you mentioned it. I didn't, I didn't even get to it because I hit on a few other points, but they had some pretty careless and sloppy turnovers, especially in the Boise State game early on when, and they even had a lead. It could have been a, that's one of those things where it's like, well, we have the lead, but we could have been up like 10, 12, 14. And then when Boise makes a run, you're still winning by six instead of trailing by four. And those things, even though it's in the first, 10 minutes of the game, it still matters because that will have an impact down the road. So, and, and another thing you you just alluded to, they do need to attack the basket a little more. Uh, you don't see that as much. You, you'll have Cartier and Scott posting up and, and doing some stuff inside, but you don't see a lot of driving to the basket. And as a result, they're not drawing as many fouls and getting to the line, as you pointed out. So uh, when the shots aren't falling, and they did miss some open threes on Tuesday, but when the shots aren't falling, you got to attack the basket a little more. So. Um, they run great offense. They ran it Boise State. Let's give them credit Tuesday night. They were engaged defensively. They were locked in. They suffocated the Rams in the perimeter. It was, a, a, you know, give them credit. Like sometimes the other team is just on point that night. And that that's what the Rams ran into on Tuesday night.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you hold Boise State to under 70 points at, the, you know, less than 40% shooting from the, the field, less than 35% from three, You won on the glass. Like, there's a lot to feel good about. It's just, I'm with you. Those early turnovers, you know, that missed shots and Boise just kind of hit more open shots. Sometimes it comes down to that one team made, you know, more plays. It's kind of simple, but, you know, this game's not always that complicated. But I'm very curious to see how they respond because I do think there was an element of I don't want to say the Rams were like soft because I think that's the the wrong attitude given the fact that they had an opportunity to win both of these games. But I do think they need to be tougher than they were in both of these losses. Their non-con loss was against
1: St. Mary's and they had some physical dudes up front, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and look at, you're seeing now with Boise State. San Diego State aside, probably the most physical, bruising team you're going to play. Martin, is like a grown man in there. I know he was, he was hurt and missed the game, but between Martin and Stanley, Degenhart, Abo's built like a, a, a pro, right? Those guys are, are strong. They've been in a weight room. And if you're not, uh, right, you're the soft isn't the right word, but being willing to play more physical. Uh, that's kind of why to your last point, Boise State got to the line more than Colorado State. And it's not really a finesse thing. I wouldn't say they're playing super finesse. You know, but they didn't get to the line as much. They weren't playing as physical. They got out toughed, maybe some 50 50 balls, out hustled to some rebounds because the Broncos just play a little bit tougher. So, not the toughest matchup coming up here on Tuesday with Air Force as far as a talent standpoint. But yeah, let, let's see if maybe they get after a little bit more um, and, and try to play a little bit more physical.
0: What has stood out the most to you about CSU this season, both positively and negatively? Uh well let's let's look at the positives.
1: I I think there have been many games where it's just been obviously you have your rock, you have your all-American candidate in Isaiah Stevens, but go through the list of other games. I'd say the secondary person, you can probably have eight different guys on that list, right? If this was a hockey game and you're doing the three stars, you probably have a second star of seven or eight different guys. And that's really good to have because then when Nick nee Clifford has an off night, okay, well, Joel Scott is going to pick up the slack. And when Joel Scott's off, then it's Patrick Cartier's turn and Lake and Strong. I, I think it was the Colorado game before he missed time, but Lake was huge in that game. He was 16 he
0: points with, with a broken he finger. He was
1: playing with seven fingers instead of four and a half, right? <laughs> so, I mean, like the supporting actors have have shown up in, and there's a, there's a variety of them. There's a lot of options. Um, as far as on the downside, I, and this this to me, I thought about this yesterday because I was thinking about it with another team. I think there's a a, a lack of great, great, pure shooters in the conference. Okay, I would agree with like, that. Like Isaiah Stevens is not a pure shooter. Like he's a scorer. He finds a way to score the ball. He now now when I, let me clarify that he he's incredible. Like on his pull ups and his step backs and in the mid range, he's not a pure three-point shooter, right? Like he's he's not going to get extra looks at the next level because he's a knockdown three-point shooter. Um, and, and same thing with Clifford and Lake and Strong. These guys, and and this isn't exclusive to CSU because I think a lot of teams are like this in, in the conference. They got, have guys that can make shots, but they're not pure shooters. And so when you go on the road or when it's not your night, you don't have that guy to go to that's like, all right, we need a knockdown shooter like a Jared Lucas. And there's very few others in the conference right now, to be honest.
0: That's a good point. I haven't really thought about that. But really, t- I mean, San Diego State, I would say, doesn't really have a guy that's, you know, lights out. No. Like Utah State is another team that typically has a, Correct. you know, an Ashworth or, you know, Sam Merrill that's, you know, going to. Isaiah's a a big moment shooter. He's one of those guys that seems to hit the big shots in the big moment, but I I think your assessment is spot on. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how CSU kind of operates on those nights when they don't. And that's kind of going back to what we said earlier, where it's like attack, you know, like you don't have clay Thompson in the corner, but you do Mm -hmm. have a guy like Clifford who has effortless bounce and worst case is probably just going to get fouled.
1: Yeah. Take off and attack the rim. I mean, you can't, We've seen how the officials call the games, you know, and with the timeouts every four minutes, you know, like I hate to say it like this, but you know the way the the whistles are trending, right? If you just had three on you and you go to immediate timeout, you know, one of the staff members, I'm sure they're on it. They got to say, look, we're getting a whistle here soon. Attack the basket. You're going to get a foul. Whether it's a foul called eight minutes later when they've already called three in a row on the opponent, maybe not. But understand the situation, drive the basket, get that little contact, and get the line and for, you know, for some easy points. And that 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 gets you going a little bit more in all other aspects of the game.
0: Great stuff with Tom Moser, and we'll get right back to that conversation. I got to tell you guys about Fubo TV. Fubo is the bee's knees, guys. One hundred and forty plus live channels, sports, shows, movies. It's the best way to keep up with everything. I finally have Altitude back in my life after a half decade without it. So convenient to not have to use some of these janky sites to just watch my hometown teams. You can stream live TV from any device. It's really cool. You know, I can have one game pulled up on my phone, another on my laptop. You can start watching immediately with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. It really is awesome. It's the best way to keep up with all of the NFL playoff action. You know, we've got the Ryder Cup coming up, U.S. Open tennis, whatever you're into. Watch all your favorite college basketball and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think there's going to be much I'm going to be doing this weekend other than getting cozy on the couch, watching some sports you know, probably eating a little too much junk food and probably crushing a couple of ice-cold Breck brews. Breckenridge Brewery, they have been the official beer of DNVR since the beginning. Uh, They have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having an ice-cold Breck brew in hand. They've got a little bit of something for everybody, whether, you know, you want to keep it simple, Avalanche Amber Ale, you can never go wrong with the Mountain Beach Sour, a little bit of taste of summer in the dead of winter. you love it. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the the league as a whole before we get out of here. This is kind of tough maybe on the spot, but it's, I mean, we think about the league a lot. Every week I I kind of do a Mountain West Power Rankings. I did it for football. I do it for basketball. And it's subjective, obviously. It's kind of a combination of the results slash eye test, you know, a situation where Yes, CSU's lost two straight, but I'm not going to say like they're the sixth best team in the league all of a sudden. Um, How would you kind of power rank the top six right now? Who would be your top team? And this is—I'm putting you on the spot. I know, so this is a tough one. But I
1: mean, it's tough. And 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 I will say this: I will say that all six of these have flaws. They're all obviously very good teams, and I think for the first time. For the first time this season, preseason, non-con, now two weeks into the conference schedule, for the first time, I'm going to put San Diego State in the one slot. Like I, and I just not did done as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I, look, their defense was not very good the other night. I know it's a road game, and I know how difficult it is to win on the road. And but, but to me, and I, I respect the heck out of 10 Miles. Any, everybody does, right? But that is is not the most talented roster, even close in the conference, and they have zero depth. And the other fact is, it was it was on the road. Well, guess what? They have zero home court advantage there in San Jose State, right? It's like playing like, in a
0: someone, cup, cup, USA yeah,
1: or something. So, yeah, someone on Twitter, you know, they someone said, uh, well, you know, maybe we can get some Aztec fans there and, and wipe out whatever. And the, and the reply was, well, if you take fifteen of you, you'll have the home court edge, right? Because like <laughs> nobody's going to, nobody went last year when they were really good,
0: which was sad. So,
1: yeah, it was, it was awful, right? They de- they deserved it more, and they don't get it there, which whatever it is, what it is. But my point being, I, I, I they gave up almost 80 in that game. They're supposed to hang their hat on their defense, okay? Now, they were going to struggle interior-wise on the defensive end this year, but I thought they'd be better on the perimeter. San Jose State spread them out to the tune of 78 points, got some switches and some mismatches. So they have some flaws, but I'm going to go them at one. Um, and, and I guess that's only because... I need to see Utah State do it on the road against one of the big boys. Like their lone road game to this point was against um, Air Force. If, if you and I have this conversation tomorrow and they go into the Thomas and Mac, who, again, they don't have a great home court advantage here, but they're a lot more talented at San Jose State. If, if the Aggies go in to the Thomas and Mac this afternoon and, and they defeat and look good, I, I would put them one. I, I, I think I had that conversation with Eli They've moved past the good story now to the legit contender and they proved what, what, how well they're coached, how, how disciplined they are. And the talent on their roster is better than I think most people wanted to acknowledge because they're just new pieces brought together. That does, And again, I'm not discounting CSU Nevada and Boise State because all six of them, you know, you, you could uh, come up with a different order every night. And I, okay. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at any order of that six right now. This is as difficult an order as I would have ever had to make, to be honest.
0: Don't worry, I'm not going to come at you on Twitter and uh, (laughs) rant at you for honest opinions and fair critiques. These are all good teams, but I'm with you. And that's an opinion I've had that's been pretty consistent from the start. These are all really good teams on their best night, as you can see with like a CSU against Creighton. You know, they can hang with anybody. And I think a lot of these teams could make a run and it wouldn't be that surprising. But, you know, you look at a team like Boise State who doesn't have like a a true facilitator, though Roddy Anderson has played better, you know, of late. I wonder how that's going to be a factor, though, on a night where like Degenhart is cold or, Mm -hmm. you know, Rice isn't hitting shots from deep. You know, Utah State, they're really dependent, I think, on Osipor offensively. What's going to happen, you know, if he has a rough night or gets hurt or fouls out or something? it's just it's interesting to see um but i think it's going to be fun like i was talking about that with my good buddy kevin lettle i think the for maybe the first time you could realistically see like seven teams that could win the mountain west tournament i mean maybe even yeah. eight, if like san jose state got hot with their guards they have no depth so i have a hard time seeing them go three straight yeah. but i mean unlv has plenty of talent despite the sure. fact that they're so up and down
1: right oh absolutely i mean i I've been critical of uh, of Kevin Kruger a bit, so we'll see what they do today. They've had difficulty stringing good efforts together. They had a great effort on Tuesday night against the Lobos, who are not a great road team at this point, and they have some issues that they need to work out. haven't even mentioned them yet, really. They're as talented as anybody, but they have some issues. Um, So if, if the Rebels can back it up today, I just said a minute ago, if Utah State wins that game, I might want to move them to number one. I mean, that's dependent on... If if, if San Diego State goes into the pit and knocks off the Lobos today, they they deserve to be the top-ranked team in everybody's poll, okay? Because it's a difficult place to play. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be a zoo down there. And and the Lobos are going to play desperate because they're one and two in the league. But if UNLV can beat Utah State at home this afternoon, like, okay, maybe they're turning the corner here and they are a legit contender, even though they kind of had some bad non-con losses.
0: They're just frisky. I don't know. I think I... I'm a little bit snake bitten with them. That UNLV team with Bryce Hamilton swept CSU two years ago, and it's what cost the Rams from winning the league. So, I, despite the fact that I'm not a big uh, Kevin Kruger fan, I just feel like it's been a situation where he's kind of done less with more these last sure. couple of years. Like I'm not yep. trying to rip the guy or anything, but
1: yeah, no, that's a fair assessment. Absolutely, absolutely
0: is. But I also do think they are going to be one of those teams that probably is, again, you know, a factor in why maybe they're not in the contention themselves. But it wouldn't shock me at all if, like, you know, it's... I don't want to use CSU as an example, obviously, because I'm a Ram guy. But, you know, like, oh, you know, if you're, like, a Utah State, they're like, we had it, you know, we beat CSU. we, You know, we tied with San Diego State, but we got swept by freaking UNLV or something. Yep, they have the
1: talent to to certainly knock off any of those teams, and uh, they will be pesky on any given night. We'll see if they can do it, if if they'll travel well enough to do it, but obviously going uh, there is is not going to be fun for anybody, and they showed that on a Tuesday night. So absolutely they have the the players on a given night. I don't think they're consistent enough to be a factor at the top, but they might impact, as you just said, by knocking off the other contenders.
0: Yep. As of today, uh, the morning of January 13th, how many Mountain West teams get into the NCAA tournament. I think Bart Torvik posted this morning that his projections now have it more likely for six pits than four, which I'm still skeptical of that coming to fruition, but four feels like a good number.
1: Yeah. I think there's, I don't want to say zero chance, but a very, very slim chance that you get six because you you got to think about what happens in, in the other conference tournaments, too. Like the Atlantic 10, is an example, is a one bid league, but Dayton will probably not win that conference tournament. So there goes a bid right there. Right. And what happens in other when somebody else steals a bid? So those bids all come off the board, right? Last year we were kind of lucky to get that fourth team in as Nevada, who was probably the 68th team because there were not a lot of bid thieves in, in conference
0: championship week. So the I, year I would before, multiple Mountain West teams got kind of screwed by that.
1: Right, exactly. Well, so I would tell let's tell Bart Torvik and everybody else right now. Let's just make a compromise. We'll tell, we'll settle for five right now because I have a feeling that, you know, one of these teams might play their way out. One of them might drop a game here or there that they shouldn't. And then before you know it, at the end of February or early March, you're going to be saying, well, are we only going to get four? You know, and then if if, if somebody loses early and, and there's a couple stolen bids, it's going to be like, oh, can we get five? So I, I will. Ne- I don't ever think we'll have a chance to get six as much as I would love it. That would be the greatest thing ever. Th- that would literally be like 10, 10% of the field would be Mountain West teams. Like it's crazy, right? I would settle for five right now. So let's just let's just say it five.
0: I'm with you, man. the The last thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, the the metrics are a big factor, obviously, with the the respect that the Mountain West is getting, and that's not impacted as much by bias. Although, I mean, you can look at like there's some flaws with certain metrics. BPI, for instance, like hates mm-hmm. home court and altitude, especially. So Got Mountain there. West teams yeah. always are going to look bad there. Weird to me that you would single that out, but. Um, I-, I wonder how much San Diego State's run to the national title game kind of validated the league on a national level. Because it just it it seemed like for a couple years, and obviously the league had not performed very well in the postseason and NCAA tournament. At least mm-hmm. we were kind of the the butt of a lot of jokes, you know. It Yeah, you know, the cute little Mountain West, like that was fun and all, but. I mean, we're seeing now Mountain West teams stick in the top 25, even when they lose. That's just something that didn't happen before. I know the AP poll is flawed, and there's plenty of voters that are only half paying attention, but yeah. it does feel cool to like see the league kind of being elevated in a way.
1: I agree. I think part of that, to be honest, is, is a combination of the fact that the Pac-12 is really bad right now, and they're disappearing. So somebody's like, all right, well, maybe the Mountain West is better than that conference, and that conference is going away, so we don't care about the Pac-12 right now. And the Mountain West does have a good product. To your initial point, I do think that it validated the conference in some eyes last year what the Aztecs did. Um, will that matter come March? It's not supposed to. They tell you that they don't base any of it off of last year, uh, off of prior years, and that's probably a good thing because then that may not That'd be have bad been, for the league. Yes. Yeah. Four bids last year because they had went went on for the year before right so maybe they don't but in the minds of people and media and and the, the talking heads and everybody head, i do think that there's a bit more respect being given because they recognize the talent the uh, coaching let's face it they have two of the top 10 players in the country right now in the mountain west conference i would think i don't, I don't know the lists and i don't watch everybody else but Stevens and Ladee, certainly two of the top 15. If there were three All-American teams right now, those two would have to be on it. So two of the top 10 to 15 players in the country, great coaches, uh, incredible records. And and I know, know that they don't play all the teams' complete, complete schedules the way the teams in the Big Ten or the SEC or the Big 12 do. But you still have to go win those games. You still have to win the games on the road in the neutral environments. And the Mountain West did that. They did it at a very high clip, And that's why they're earning some more kudos across the country.
0: This was awesome, man. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time on the weekend. I really appreciate it. Uh, to all the listeners, make sure you go follow him on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it, at Coach Moser, M, at Coach, M-O-S-S-E-R. Follow the top of the Mountain West podcast. Great way to keep up with all things Mountain West. Great guests, great insight. Have a great weekend, man.
1: You, you too, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. Go Rams. We'll talk again.
0: Love it.
2: Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as Mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on Harmony. The family band sing harmonies. My daddy played the drums, my mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father. One day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I wanna be. I got blood on my shirt, like I wear my heart on my sleeve. She said I look good in red, but that went straight to my head. So now. She's rocking my teeth, tucked into new prodigies And we ain't spoken a month, but I just saw her last week The lipstick stain still on my cheek like we ain't talking enough And we always seem to laugh but never nod at us So the future's looking grim, it's kinda ominous And this song ain't about love, that'd be too obvious See, this is more about lust and all of my misconceptions And this is more about me and all of my self-deception I'll tell myself a lie, 100 times don't need corrections But every night I pray to God, I hope I learn my lesson and the peaches out from Palisade, and they sweet as mama's marmalade, and this should sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony, the family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums, and my mama slapped that bass, and my sister sang these songs, dancing hand in hand, we were tripping to left feet, like a middle school slow dance, no one knew how to leave, but I'm still so thankful for these days.